from the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weltons and Mark Tapp. All right, New River Valley, this is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM HodgePodge. Yeah, that's the, this is the first time that we're recording a show since I went and saw that group, Warrant, who does our intro in concert. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I showed you the film. I, I recorded you, some. Did you um, meet any of the band members? I did not. I didn't need to. They didn't look out. They weren't looking for you. No, they have no idea that we even exist, do they? No, there was. It was a really good turnout. Yeah, and it was one of those moments where you're reminded of just literally all of the unique opportunities that we have. I mean, it was in Roanoke, mm-hmm. so it was at Elmwood Park, and it's just you know you're sitting on the lawn. There's some co- uh, concrete. Like an auditorium. Yeah, yeah. A bowl. Yeah. Uh, I think. It's a pretty cool little venue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I shot some video and showed you. And then um, uh, there were a lot of people. I, I've been to that park. I've never been to an event there. Yeah. And I was shocked at how many people that fit. Yeah. I, we were trying to do math as far as like how many people were there. Mm-hmm. Probably 4,500. Mm-hmm. And then I think when Brett Michaels came on, there was probably five to 5,500 yeah. uh, there. But it still had capacity. I mean, there was still there was still room. Grass. But everyone, that's because everyone was trying to get up as close as uh, possible yeah. to the to the stage. They said that people started getting there at two thirty for the show to start at seven. Wow! Because they wanted to be up. That's that's commitment. <laughs> I was not committed to that. No, I was not committed to that. But anyway, it was neat to see uh, Warren and uh, Brett Michaels or Poison. Uh, in concert, you think you think they're looking for us for royalties or anything? Pro- I hope not. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a great point. No, I hope not. I hope not. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tapp. You are listening to AM Hodgepodge, show for and about the New River Valley. We've got a guest today, um, and we'll go ahead and remind everybody: you can follow us on Facebook. You can find past episodes, Spotify, iTunes. Go to www.amhodgepodge.com. You can go to 101.7. You can go anywhere you want, and you can find (laughs) past episodes. And we do try to put up articles on Facebook. Our first segment, we normally talk about beer, and we're going to do that today. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any stories? I have what Just, I you've got the ball over beer. I do, and yeah. I have what I sent you. So in our ball over beer, it's a tailgating segment, which mm, that fits with ball. So we'll make sure that we we share enough time. Um, so is the tailgating segment different from ball over beer, or is it that one is my ball okay. over beer? That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's not a guess. It's have you ever blank blank blank? Okay. Yeah. So I can't get it wrong. No, there's no there's no losers okay. in this one. Yeah, we're all winners. We're all winners. Well, I do have just a, 
I, this we've talked about this over time. Uh, we've been doing this show a long time, yeah. so sometimes it's hard to find anything really that new or interesting in beer. Sure, because we've kind of painted ourselves into a corner. We do beer, mm-hmm. um, but there is there's you know as as you might see in many other industries, brewers. Um, beverage makers, any of the people that are in that industry, they're always trying to make something new or do something different. Yeah, And, of course, the climate activist portion does play a part as well. Absolutely. And I ran across an article that I, I saw the headline, and I thought, well, what the heck is that? And the, the headline is, Could Raw Beer Revolutionize Brewing? Uh, that... Raw beer. Is yes. that where it's sent and then they add water later? No, but that is a thing. We we talked about that yeah. once too. Yeah, that yeah. is a thing. It's like it's not freeze dried, but it's yeah, sort it's of the same close. concept. Yeah. This is I am still kinda trying to wrap my head around it. Okay. So so I I have uh done some home brewing so I know mm-hmm. enough about enough. And you are a brewer, and mm-hmm. so you know a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, when you talk about grain, there's the malting process, mm-hmm. right? And that yeah. imparts flavors right. and colors. And it can change a beer in a dramatic way. Sure. I mean, it, it's essentially the difference between your Pilsner, the light Correct. straw-colored beer, and a porter or... Uh, stout. Absolutely. And so raw beer is beer that uses grain that has not been through the malting process. Ooh, man, that's got to be mushy. It's got to be a mouthy, weird mouthy feel. I got, it's got to be cloudy as I'll get up too. It's, it does not appear any different. Really? And uh, uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's our favorite one. <laughs> that's right. Allegedly. Um, there is an enzyme that they can add to the brewing process that will change the flavor profile of the malt to make it taste just like it had been uh, uh, kiln-dried or gone through the malted (laughs) process. And uh, they can do that for burgers, too. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't had one of those, though. Yeah, me neither. So we know of. So the, the numbers are pretty staggering. Um, this process uh, claims to be able to save 700 milliliters of water and 30, 32 grams of CO2 for every liter of beer. So I'll say that again. 700 milliliters of water for every liter of beer. Okay. That seems like a lot. It is. And, and of course, water is one of the, the most, I don't know, the, it's used most in the process of brewing. Well, yeah, right? first it's, of all, you use it to grow it. Right, right. Yeah, and that's always that's counted. That's going to be the case. Yeah, right? that's always counted in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but the actual uh, sparging process, the fermenting, well, the, f- the fermenting comes after all the water's really yeah. been used. Um, but that's a, that's a pretty significant reduction in water use. Yeah. In that process. We've talked about this though. I mean, the reality is when people use the word waste or less, 
so much of the water is recycled. And secondarily, so much of the water is actually coming from water streams that aren't natural, meaning they might actually be reclaimed rainwater. Mm -hmm. So when you go through all of that, the problem is, is everything is based off of that nobody is doing anything in order to do any level of efficiencies to begin with. So for them to say, well, it'll reduce blank, 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 that, that means that everybody is wasting to start with, mm-hmm. which is just not true. So I don't see anyone wasting water because you have to pay for it. It's an expense. People aren't walking around and just saying, well, let me say, find yeah, a just... way to make this the most expensive process I can. And then during, uh, during this, let's uh-huh. just waste. Maybe they didn't say waste, though. Maybe they're just saying conserve. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. See, I, I just I question a lot of I it. Think we heard, maybe I touched a nerve. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but I know how things are always written. Well, I shouldn't say always. I know how the majority of things are written, and they're usually written either from the best scenario of, of, in, of, of people yeah. or the worst scenario. So here's how it works. Here's how it does work. So right now it's about conservation. Correct. But as soon as somebody conserves, they find a way, a method to conserve. Mm-hmm. If you don't use that method, then you are wasteful. Well, it's like they, the same thing. It's it, what they say is, you know, it's the reduce, reuse, and recycle. Mm-hmm. The most important R is reduce. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Right. right. But the recycle component can't be underestimated because in the reduce, the only the only calculator that they're using in that that system is the reduce. Yeah. They're not we're taking account of the recycle. Right. And they may do that down the line. We don't know. Yeah. But not uh, in that article. This, not in this article. Exactly. Now this and and just to kind of throw it out there if somebody's interested, and we'll put this on our Facebook page as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested in doing a little more research or uh, trying to hunt down one of these beers. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're Dan at the chamber <laughs> and you want to bring this sure. beer into the show, maybe. Or like Cora has done it before, yeah, too. Cora's done it, too. Yeah. Um, this is a company called Cool Cousin Brewing, and they are in the New York, New Jersey area. A matter of fact, all of their barley is locally sourced, which kind of surprised me because I, I don't know that New York... The state is known as a grain. No, state. but it's cold, cold enough to. I mean, close enough to Canada. I mean, clearly, they grow hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres of it. So, yeah, they've got a lot of cows. Yeah, they a lot do of dairy too. going on up there. Yeah. So, if you wanted a milkshake, New York would be a good place for that. You're in it. So we're going to go to our ball over beer, but we're going to bring in Cora. All right, welcome, Cora. Hello. Yeah, you ready for that? Sure. Ball over beer. All right. So I sent both of you. I said, there's no uh, there's no losers on this. So I sent you the link. Did you pull it up yet? Yes. Okay. So it says the best and the cheapest tailgate beers. Now, I thought this was interesting because you went to the game, Coro, last week, and you were mentioning a local restaurant that set up uh, there, and they were very, very, very busy. One of the things they had was they had different beer 
They were serving the same beer that they can serve in their restaurant. They were serving that beer there. Their license allowed them to. And so the number one beer on here where they say the best and cheapest for tailgates is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Boop, boop. Yeah, and they had it there. So I noticed a lot of people going to that instead of for just pizza, they were going there for, for beer also. This list here, um, when I was at there, I always pay attention to who's drinking what because of you know who I am. But those coolers were just packed with no-touched Bud Lights. Yeah. It was silly. Yeah, so I am just packed. I, I didn't read this article that you've kind of given us. Did here. you notice it's not even on there? It's not on here. You think that's uh, well, intentional? Well, in the date of this article, you know, if you look at the very top, it doesn't give me a date. Yeah. Either. Like as as in they're sort of participating in the boycott by not. I very well it. could be. Yeah. 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 But you know, the, the the one I really wanted to hit on was number four on this list. Is a beer called Simpler Times Lager. That's a cool uh, package. It is. It's six for two ninety nine. Whoa. Yeah, and it looks like it's a it's a Trader Joe's beer. <laughs> so wherever they're getting that from is where they're getting it from. It is a six point two percent Monroe, Wisconsin. Is it okay? On the can. Okay, so just, they must be it's going back to the reduce, reuse, recycle. It's just recycled Bud Light. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so it says, what Minhas Craft Brewery, Monroe, Wisconsin, since eighteen forty five. That's a long time ago. Eighteen forty five. I love the the, the logoing on that. Mm-hmm. Is really cool, particularly with the wood panel behind it. The yellow linoleum countertop and then the straw beer in that cup. I mean, all of that just feels simpler times. Yeah. Cora, do you, you do get up in that area ever? I'm not sure about Monroe, but I've certainly spent quite a bit of time in Wisconsin and yeah. Minnesota. That's what um, I thought. But I've not heard of this one, although I have some contacts that will... Because mm-hmm. I've never seen this around here, and I, yeah. I don't go to Trader Joe's. Again, we don't have one of those in the NRB, so yeah. um, might have to make a request. Yeah. That's a cool That's a cool beer, and I have had this other... I'll just roll through them really quick. Uh, PBRs, one, Yingling, two, uh, Dundee, Summer Wheat, three. I've had that before. I don't I know if not. you guys have. Uh, simpler Times, I've not had that. It's four, Tecate. Is five Dale's Pale Ale is six, and seven is New Belgium Fat Tire. I think I've had all of these beers except for Simpler Times. Yeah, oh. yeah. And if I had, I'm had, slacking then. Yeah, and if I have <laughs> had it before, then I just don't recall. I, I thought it's kind of interesting. Yangling is number two on there, mm. and they're the only beer that they list, and they show. The lineup. Yeah, the whole beers. lineup. Yeah. yeah, basically, they just grab any of uh-huh. and all. But something for everyone. Yeah, interesting. And it was it was a wonderful tailgate experience. We talked about that, Cora, for, for folks who went. Congratulations for your ball over beer. There was a lot of partying. People got there early. Um, the exiting of the game actually was really simple. I would agree. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> so they did a really, really good job, and that was the fullest I've seen that stadium in years so congratulations to everybody and hopefully we'll all keep it up we'll talk in the second segment about your experience there and the things that are going on in giles um and uh so why don't we just go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we'll spend some more time with cora all right
You're listening to AM Hodgepodge.